Hello and welcome to the PCOS Nutritionist Podcast. If we haven't met yet, my name's Claire. I'm a registered nutritionist. I always say that super fast. Registered nutritionist. Um, and I also have a background in exercise science as well. And I specialize in helping women with PCOS figure out what's going on in their body and helping them put the right lifestyle uh, changes in place to improve that. Um, the reason I'm so passionate about this is because I have PCOS too, so it's always been a passion project for me as well. Question for today is, do I need to get lab tests done before I start your PCOS protocol? So this is a question we've been getting heaps lately. I know that a lot of you have been taking heed of our messaging that this is the best time that we have ever had for actually getting on and, and figuring out what's going on in our body and putting the right steps in place because we have never had a better time to just focus on us. Whether you are still working full-time like me or whether you're not working at all, we still have more time in the weekends because and in the evenings because there is nothing else we can do. You know, we, we have to stay at home and the best thing we can be doing is using that time to understand our bodies if that's the space you're in. So the answer to the question about do I need to get a whole lot of lab testing, and I know that a lot of you are concerned about this because your labs are closed, your doctors are full, your doctors are overwhelmed, um, only taking urgent cases. The answer is no. Okay, and the reason for that is that we can pretty accurately, using the algorithm that we have created over many years of doing this, define what's going on what's going wrong in your body and categorize you into a type from symptoms alone. These aren't symptoms like, do you have acne? Do you have hair growth? Do you have hair loss? We assume that you're going to have those anyway because you have PCOS. Um, you might not have all of them, but you likely will have some. The symptoms that I'm talking about are things like your body measurements. Um, also uh, cues like, do you have sugar cravings? Are you hungry two hours after meals? Uh, do you get an afternoon energy slump? Do you wake up in the morning feeling really, really tired? Uh, do you find it hard to get to sleep? Do you, are you losing the outer third of your eyebrow? Um, is your skin dry? Is your hair dry? Those things. Not one of those symptoms alone can tell anyone what's going on. Okay, But when you get a grouping of them, they form a pattern. And that pattern can often be very closely linked to those systems that might not be working optimally in your body, like insulin or like your stress hormones or like your thyroid. Okay, so we can, in a lot of cases, pretty accurately tell what's going on. Um, for a woman who want to get, you know, if they don't have the testing and they want to get clarity on that, we can direct them to where to order their own tests um, so they can get those if their doctor can't do them. And we can, or we can say, hey, if we can't figure out what your what your type is or our algorithm doesn't work for you, then we just refund you and say, hey, look, you don't, you know, we're not a good fit for you um, and we'll just refund you. Um, but in 90% of cases, we can figure out what's going on. For a lot of women, they might choose to get some testing done later to clarify what's going on. Um, and that's easy to be done it doesn't have to be done at the start okay as i said most of the time we can very accurately to, you know, to figure out what's going on anyway and if you then want to go and get a more sensitive testing for say insulin later 
you can do that when the labs open again or in some cases depending on which country you are in um, your lab might still be open and you still may be able to buy the uh, test online and go to the lab for the phlebotomy the drawing of the blood um, or in depending on where you are like in New Zealand here we're at the moment only allowed to go to the supermarket or the pharmacy and to get essential things so getting a lab test done for a non-essential urgent case would not be uh, would, would not be allowed but depending on where you live in the world that might be but as I said the thing to understand is that in most cases you don't need to um, get that done for us to make a start um, in as I said in 90% of the cases we can we have some very statistically significant markers that are non-lab based so that are based on as I said body measurements that are based on symptoms that we can use and then if you want to get that testing later to confirm you absolutely can and for many women they like to see that you know they want to see you know it clearly on paper to say yes this is you know your insulin isn't working properly and then they can take it seriously but again you can always make the start but time is of the essence at the moment when it comes to this because this lockdown situation is not going to go on forever I mean just look at Wuhan and China to see that there those restrictions are lifted and life goes back to normal and as much as we really want to be taking some of this new life with us um, the pessimist in me thinks that actually when the pressures of life and, and being busy come back, then a lot of the opportunity that we have at the moment will fall by the wayside. And the opportunity that we have is cooking our meals at home, is having the time to focus on our sleep, is having the time to sit down and watch a video to understand what's going on in your body and what the specific changes you can make are. It's having the space to be able to go and exercise. I mean, time is always the excuse that we use for not doing these things. And now, regardless of whether we are working or not working, most of us have far more time at home, at least in the evenings and the weekends, to be doing a lot of this work. And or it's the opportunity or the, you know, kind of being forced into cooking for ourselves. And so using this time to actually learn how to cook for you and your body without the temptations or the social pressure is so, so precious. So I hope that that helps to explain a little bit about why, you know, you, you can absolutely get started on this. You don't have to wait. And yet for those of you that are like me and do want to use this time as an opportunity to understand your body more then this is a really great opportunity to do so and nothing should be standing in your way to do that if you want more help in understanding your body then the place to go is the pcosnutritionist.com forward slash the pcos protocol or just hit program from the main menu there'll also be a link of course in the show notes for today too so you can have a look there and of course, we are always open for questions. So just email us at hello at the pcosnutritionist.com and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. So I hope that helped all of you who are asking that question. We have literally been inundated with that question um, on email, on DM, on Instagram. So just wanted to share that for all of you. Sorry, I can't remember all of your names who asked that. Um, but for those of you that are wanting to know, that is the, that is the case. 
So I hope you're well and I'm looking forward to uh, coming back next week. So next week we've got another sort of special episode that I hadn't planned. I'd actually planned another guest interview for next week. But I've also been getting a lot of questions about uh, fertility during this time. And I know that a lot of you have had your fertility treatment cancelled. And so what I wanted to do is create a podcast that helped you with stuff that you can work on in the meantime while your fertility treatments have been put on hold. So there is so much that you can do to help set your body up well for those fertility treatments or even um, or even help your body to conceive naturally. For many of you, um, that is still will be an option, especially for PCOS. We very, very clear research shows that the majority of you, if it's just PCOS, if there's no other fertility issues, then getting you back ovulating um, is very, very possible through treating that root cause. So using lifestyle changes to treat that root cause for you. And then also making sure that you are timing intercourse correctly. By that, I mean you are actually having intercourse at the time you're fertile, uh, which is pre-ovulation. And then you have enough time in your luteal phase for that fertilized egg to travel down the fallopian tube and burrow into your uterine lining. So this might sound simple, or maybe it doesn't. Um, maybe the timing of, an, uh, of intercourse sounds simple, but it is has been shown in research that time and time again that this is completely misunderstood and completely missed. So the research that's been done into this have shown that 87% of couples who thought they knew the time of the month that they were fertile or the time in their cycle that was their fertile time were wrong. Only 13% of couples, and these are couples that have been trying for two years, so you know, it's not like they were just like, oh, this first month, we'll see how it goes. These have been, you know, trying for two years. And so therefore they had done their homework, read up online, done everything. Only 13% of them could actually accurately determine their fertile window. And when they then took that information and took it to couples who were waiting for fertility treatment, um, 50% of those couples who were waiting for fertility treatment, but during that time taught how to time intercourse correctly, went on to conceive naturally while they're waiting for fertility treatment. So it's definitely nothing to shun. It is very, very uh, essential. Um, having studied health all my life, I knew nothing about this until I actually went and did my training to be a trained teacher in natural fertility education. So it's not something we have taught um, it, there is a lot of misinformation online. With When it comes to PCOS, you can't accurately use ovulation test strips to detect this because they will give you a false positive in most cases. So if you read on the back of the packet, it'll say that PCOS is, um, is often inaccurate or then it's not recommended for women with PCOS. So we have to learn how to um, use our own body signs and symptoms, so temperature and cervical fluid to do this. So I'll be talking more about that. So things that you can do that are within your control now while your fertility treatment might be on hold um, that is only going to enhance your health uh, while you wait so that in the worst case scenario, you are a, in a healthier place to not only get pregnant, but to have a healthy pregnancy where you're less at risk of developing gestational diabetes, which is very high prevalence in PCOS, 
and preeclampsia and that you're having a healthy a baby that has the best chance of growing up to be a healthy adult as well and that is my main goal is not that you just get pregnant but that you have a healthy pregnancy and a healthy baby as well so look out for that podcast coming to you next week bye for now now stand by for our disclaimer the information contained in this podcast has been prepared for the purpose of providing information, including about the PCOS nutritionist products and services, and is designed to support clients' overall wellness. It is not intended to provide medical advice or designed to rectify, treat, or cure any specific medical conditions or diseases. Nothing stated or shared in our podcast is intended to be and must not be taken to be medical advice. Please seek the advice of professionals as appropriate regarding the evaluation of any specific information, opinion, advice or content contained in our podcast.